This week on The Uncommon Truth, we're talking about how we relate to God as a father and what that means for our Christianity. You do not want to miss it. You're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, where we discuss Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is available anywhere podcasts can be found, so make sure you subscribe, leave a rating, a review, and let us know what you think so that more people can get involved with the conversations about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. All right, welcome to The Uncommon Truth. My name is Max. I'm here with Steve and Vicky Orsillo, pastors of the Father's House Church. Oh, are in Orville, oh, California. Again. So we're, we're going to go a little bit... Uh, Rogue? Just, yeah, we're going rogue. Well, we'll all stick to the plan. Uh, that's we won't. A saying. Stick to the plan. Don't go rogue. But I'm gonna do a little bit of just on uh, shooting from the hip, I guess. There you go. You guys. That's a cool thing about Steve and Vicky. They're always ready to talk about Jesus, <laughs> and uh, they don't even need to be prepped to what we're going to talk about. That's right. Which is, I mean, there's not a whole lot of prep we need to do already because you guys have been doing this thing for 40. Four. How many years, Vicky? Four. <laughs> Forty-one and a half. Forty-one. Okay. How many years, Steve? For you, yeah. forty-one and a half. Okay. We were talking uh, this before. This is a banner moment. We should have a moment of silence because she got the number she got right. The number right. We were talking okay, before so we started. Go well, ahead. We're fact checkers. No, you go ahead. Let's so fact check. This is our fact checker segment. Welcome to episode sixty-nine, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, that's a correct number. I I was reflecting on how often Steve and Vicky just throw numbers into things and it's very important to get these numbers correct very important to me but they're not, <laughs> not always not necessarily that important to Vicky. <laughs> they're not always they're relevant accurate yeah. but it's it's remarkable going back and listening to the episodes how many times we stop what we're doing just to make sure we get the right number and i'm thinking if i'm a listener i'm probably like well oh. i don't care if it's 21 or 22 but to get to the point steve does but I it's, never brought you it do, up. You do, you do. I never brought it up. Okay, I so have it. when have I fact checked? <laughs> so, Vicky, what's your fact check? Fact check is if you want to see a funny episode, watch last week's. <laughs> oh, gosh. Here we go. Uh, watch it on YouTube. That'd be pretty funny. Okay. Because so. the fact check is, is I thought last week that I actually st- spoke longer than Steve did. Mm-hmm. Like, And I thought that was kind of interesting. But the truth is he was speaking all the way through. Last week's episode, so I don't uh-huh. think it's true. He, we have a video of him actually talking to himself while I'm I'm actually on the microphone, so they can go back and look at that. Okay, that's a fact. That's a your homework assignment for the week. Go Is back, go and back watch and see Steve. 68. Show him how you do that, Steve. I don't think so. What? <laughs> no, the fact checking is is that I actually was wrong. Okay. I know if we had music Whoa. right now, it was a miracle. Maybe I'll go back and edit some music into this. Yes, Ooh. here's the thing: as I said that Jesus. When I was talking about Jesus, I got really on a roll, and I said that his word does not come back void. His name does not come back void. You plant it, and it's a seed. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually in Isaiah, and it's talking about God's God, Whoa. right? God, how did mm-hmm. it go? <laughs> the word of, is it the you're word of God? You're fact-checking and asking me how it goes. Well, you are the fact-checker. I think you're fact-check. You have to come forward with the facts. <laughs> I don't know the fact. <laughs> I'm in, you can't I, she, handle the she truth. She said matter of fact. Isaiah 50 something. Isaiah 50 something. We'll get, okay, we'll get our actual He's fact checker. I see the cursor moving on our. Void on our accomplished its anyway, I'm sorry. I, I, did, I was wrong. Okay. We're going to fa- find out what exactly you were wrong about soon when Luke looks it up, whatever that <laughs> she was. She said Jesus said it. Yeah, Jesus oh, said okay. it. It's, it's I, in the it Old Testament. It. It, was it wasn't God Jesus. saying through Isaiah that my word, I don't just, I don't just spit out words for mm-hmm. no reason. That's like you. Yeah. 
Like you. <laughs> like you. Wait, are you saying he does spit out he words for out no words reason? For no reason. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, the words that he says to himself when yeah, that's what I'm, when you're talking. For at no least, reason. I'm at least talking to someone who will listen. <laughs> Our son Anthony said he doesn't <laughs> like this uh, bantering part. Really? He said, no, yeah, he doesn't like He's the only one. Everybody said, else loves yeah, it. Everybody else says it, but my son Anthony, if you're, he doesn't listen, so but he's course, not going to well, know. There's somebody it. listening from, in from Hawaii. Early, so. Oh, his, really? Yeah. Oh, from what? his earliest moment he's heard in us. life, he's been dealing with, having to deal with this, and yeah. he's probably tired of it. <laughs> well, shout out to Anthony, Anthony and Jen. Anthony Orsillo, in, Jennifer Orsillo. In, where are they at in Hawaii? They are on the, on the island of Oahu, Waikiki yeah. area. They live on base. Hickam at, Base. Uh, uh, Hickam, Pearl Hickam, Harbor. Hickam. It's a combination. Sweet. Yeah. That's cool. It's where all the bombs fell. Yeah. Okay. Navy Air Force Base. So. All right. Well, thanks thanks for listening. If you do listen, I know Jen listens. Jen does, but I don't think sometimes. Anthony does. We definitely get people listening in Hawaii. That's so. awesome. Yep. We've That's got amazing. so far in the past week, we've got people listening in Russia. So. Ooh. Yeah, Ma- your Russia, motherland. <laughs> Romania. <laughs> oh, your motherland. That's my motherland. That's my motherland, Romania. Yeah, you and him. Yeah, yep. yeah. You're Romanian. And. Uh, and he from Estonia? No, no Estonians yet. Since okay. you guys were on the, when you guys visited I there, used to be I think it, I think it, we saw Estonia pop up once. So Estonia, when you're ha- walking yeah, down the road, Estonia every day. Remember who sings that? That's Bob Dylan. That's Bob Dylan. Yep, and I would not feel so all alone. Never Everybody's mind. never mind. Yeah, let's just drop that. <laughs> not gonna sing the rest of that song. Let's keep it above okay. the table. So we've started in the last week. Vicky has started quizzing people yes. on what the podcast says. Correct. And so we actually had our best day of downloads ever for the podcast this past week. Wow. 157 in one day? individual downloads. Wow. Yeah. So that's good. We're, we're on I the think I only up. downloaded 130 times in a row. Yeah, and uh, you guys remembered last week I said there's going to be some some big news on the horizon. Yeah, what uh, is so it? I'm going to share that with our listeners. Are you pregnant? Uh-oh. I'm I'm not pregnant. Okay. Neither is my wife. No, okay. and we are neither. No, you guys aren't. Okay, good. No, it's no no babies. Okay. Uh, this is about we're actually going on the real radio. Who is with the uncommon truth? The uncommon we truth. Are. You and me. Yeah, you guys us. are going to be on the radio, us and Russ getting people talking to themselves in the car. Literally, you, me, and Max. <laughs> We're gonna be on road tripping. We're gonna be on twenty four seven or AM FM twenty four seven. So that's a live. It's a live broadcast. Uh, it's simulcast online across the U.S. and North America, and it's also wow. on terrestrial radio stations. So up to two and a half million people at once on regular radio stations. I hope they stop me in the airport and ask me for an autograph. Hear you guys. So uh, if anybody's ever said, I've heard this before. Somebody's told me I've got a face for radio. So <laughs> yeah. this will now be that premonition. So we re- to, when, when to does life. it start, Max? We're going to start that in October. So wow. I think our first episode streaming on uh, AM FM 24-7 will be October 6th, I believe. The first what's, Tuesday. So what's after up? we're going to go, wow. you can still get the episode first on the podcast on Mondays. It'll, it drops Monday mornings here, bright and early on the West Coast. And... Um, and then if you, uh, for the new listeners that are going to be out there listening online, who the goal is to reach people with the truth of Jesus who are just listening to just radio, regular radio station, right? You're cruising down the road and, and Steve and Vicky pop up. So ah. it might cause you to swerve a little bit, but kind hopefully they to hearing that. hang on, hang on for long enough. <laughs> Can you enough imagine being in Las Vegas and putting, just putting on the radio and there you are? 
There you are. There, that weird. will be. There is a station in Vegas. There, wow. Colorado, Georgia, wow. Pennsylvania, That's Florida. Seven, Seventeen stations. I heard. Yeah. Wow. California. So every time zone. It's gonna wow. be pretty cool. Gonna inflict, a, we'll inflict get, us on other people. Huh? Get some more go. details. Uh, about that job, later Max. as that goes so that's our friend uh shout out to our friend mike. michael woodward he's a former father's house friend pennsylvania staff staff Father's, yeah former okay and he house. has his own podcast called jumble thing yeah so check that one out it's a really good yeah good it's podcast. About, all about entrepreneurship and and doing different different fun things yeah. uh creativity and entrepreneurship he's like in the so. top 20 sometimes yeah so he's doing well we've learned a lot from him Thanks, i actually mike. think where he's going to have us on the show he keeps saying that he keeps yeah. threatening you guys are going to be everywhere. We're going to be in Las gonna Vegas. You're going to see yourselves in Colorado. Hear yourselves on the radio. Everywhere. See yourselves on the wonders TV. of electronics. Because I'm going to go ahead and stay right here in Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Yeah. So I wanted to bring us to our topic today. We're going to be talking about fathering, and um, this is something that I've heard both of you guys talk about from time to time. And I think it's something that that's a good question. Uh, it good fits with that. our our show mantra, which is uncommon truth things that. In Christianity aren't really talked about much and we we do a really good job of talking about Jesus and focusing on the name of Jesus and having a relationship with Jesus on this show uh, and one thing that you guys talk about from time to time is what about our relationship with God the Father oh, and what, what does that mean for us as Christians to have a relationship with God the Father and it's something that people talk about in Christianity I hear people talk about yeah I have a relationship with God and um, and we kind of want to flesh that out. Like, what does it mean to have a relationship with God where you are, you are the son or daughter to a father? And, and what does that mean to, to be in that type of relationship? So um, what does it look like when, for example, when Jesus is saying in Matthew a lot, like, your father in heaven, you have a father in heaven. What does it look like to, to really believe you have a father in heaven? We got to remember he's talking to Jewish people who have had a God Jehovah for centuries and centuries and wow, centuries. Mm -hmm. He has behaved as a father to them. They have called themselves the children of Israel. But they're more talking about their descendancy from Isaac, mm -hmm. you know, and Jacob and Abraham and the children of Israel. And they're also referred to as God's children, but more like as a nation but they did not have a concept of God being their father. So Jesus is telling them and us that you're, you, you can't be like the Gentiles who have no father or mm -hmm. like the Pharisees who do not treat God like a father. But you must treat him like a father. So really the, the, the context of everything he said, and he said it a bit because it's right there in Matthew 5, when you pray, pray this, our father. father who art in heaven. It's the same God... So that when you and I receive Jesus Christ's forgiveness and then the Holy Spirit comes and live on, in us and Jesus says, your father and I will make our home in you. It, it, the Holy Spirit is the father. One person sees him as an ogre in the sky. One person sees him as an Easter bunny hiding gifts to find. Another one sees him as Santa Claus uh, keeping a list and checking it twice. Going to find out he's naughty or nice. Other people see, you know, just there's so many different viewpoints of God. But what Jesus was trying to tell first the Jews and then the Gentiles, you must have a father in heaven. If you want to have a positive outcome, you've got to see him as a father. Now, the definition of father in Jesus' day and the definition of father in the 21st century has now been convoluted to it's very difficult to understand what Jesus was saying because we see father as such a different thing. Mm. 
uh, so many more of us now have no father on earth to be able to relate to the idea of God being your father in heaven. So you come up with, you, you pre-plan who he is. You decide who he is. And that's kind of funny. Every day, wherever we go, people are talking to us, and they'll call him Papa. They'll call him Daddy. They'll call him, you know, Father. They'll Abba. call him God Abba. And, and Abba. And it's really interesting. It's, it's, it's almost in their tone. You can tell, is this a reverence of respect and expectation of both blessing and, and um, correction? Um, I can't think of the word. But discipline. Discipline of, mm -hmm. of discipline and, and teaching and provision and, and covering. Uh, almost all of us who had good fathers, we felt a sense of security when dad came home. I remember I had a thing called the den. We called it the TV room, and I would end up in there in the afternoon watching reruns of every you know old show. But you would hear, you would hear the tires turn in the driveway, and everything in the household changed. It's good. Yeah, he's I, in the I driveway, yep. and there's this feeling. If I was supposed to mow the lawn and hadn't, there was a dread. <laughs> if mom had decided I was too big to discipline and said, "Wait till your father gets home." When the tires turn in, there's a whole different meaning to life right now. He's gonna first thing he's gonna come is her telling he's gonna get out of the truck with him, her, her telling him what, what what happened with me and her, mm -hmm. and he's gonna deal with it immediately. And it's a whole different idea of father. But when I was I wanted to be a pitcher and I needed to work at it. And he comes and builds a mound, and he builds a backstop out of scrap stuff he got. And I'm the only kid in town that has a backstop and a mound and a mm -hmm. perfect, perfect, you know, a plate in the uh, a home plate yeah. in the ground for me to pitch to, with a mattress to throw balls against and a ba baskets full of balls and all this provision of just I wanted to be a pitcher, and I became a very good one because my father provided even that. Never once in my life did I sit and worry about food or. Did I worry about a place to live? The, who's going to pay the bill? Is the rent paid or not? I don't know. It didn't really matter. I had all of these different ideas of my dad. Hmm. And so I had a very good dad. And um, you didn't cross that man. And you didn't, you, if you didn't do what he said, you, you were going to be brought up on it and challenged as to why and why that was a bad idea. And you're going to be reminded why not to do it again. I don't know that I ever played very many games in my life where I couldn't look up in the stands and see my dad. He was mm -hmm. always there. And see, th this is, these are the kind of ideas I have. So when I think of God as father, I, of course, humanize him to my dad, and I, it, which makes me more right than wrong, although you can't humanize God. Right. If, I, if in my mind I humanize him to my dad, I'm more right than wrong. And then I just have to I have a foundation to build on to get a correct viewpoint of God the Father. But what if I had a bad dad, which many listeners, or no dad, you know, wish, and, wish I didn't have a dad, you know, and I have nothing to go by. Well, now you've got to go and you've got to start in Genesis and read to Malachi. And you've got to see how God fathered the nation of Israel. And you've got to see where he says... I am the Lord your God. I do not change. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever in Hebrews. But they're referring back to what he said in, in the Old Covenant. Mm -hmm. And you see how he fathered them. 
And you say, well, this must be what he wants me to know about his fathering. Then you go forward to Matthew, you know, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children when they ask you, how much more the heavenly father. And it's kind of like that example is proven through the whole old covenant. When the Israelites needed things, they asked him, they beseeched him, they sent, they sent their judges or their, or their prophets, talk to God and tell him what we need. Even Moses, God, we're, we're afraid of God. Would you talk to him for us? And, and God kind of, he, he supplied what they needed. He went ahead and talked to Moses. He didn't talk to them. And, and he, did, he, he really responded to their needs. They needed food. He put bread out. He, he, they needed water. It came out of a rock. They needed uh, shelter. He shaded them from the sun. They needed you know warmth. He, he warmed them with his fire. Kind of very, a great many ways to look at God. If you don't have a father in heaven, there's a great many ways. But the best way is for the pastors and the men in, in 21st century Christianity who have had fathers and have then been good fathers to look around and say, I need to supply the people in my influence with an example of good fathering. Hmm. Not that I will be God to them, but I will give them that foundation yeah. that I had yeah. that they can build upon and be more wrong, be more right than wrong about God. He's going to correct you and tell you, stop it. He's going to let you, as you mature, he's going to let you find out for yourself in many ways and then come back to him looking for, like the prodigal, come back to him looking for mercy, looking for provision, looking for care. I was better off in my father's house. And so I think the call of every leader, every Christian, every parent is to learn how to example God. Because God is mother and father. When they talk about father in the Bible, they really are talking about both parents. Mm. He's the nurturer. One of his names is the breasted one. Mm. So he really is both mother and father. And Vicki had a good mother. And so Vicki is a phenomenal mother. And so the two of us became one flesh, and we are both mother and father to our congregation. Which, by the way, is when we started succeeding, we quit trying to yeah. be the pastor as, CEO, as the right? CEO and, and pastor as, as, A reverence. as Christianity yeah. taught us. But when we went back to Jesus and he said, this is what you do well. Mm -hmm. You love, you nurture and you and you correct and teach and shepherd people in the right direction like yeah. you did your children so that's how we pastor and that's how i highly recommend anyone who wants to do a bible study or anything don't try to be smart and have all the answers try to be honest and real and when you don't like when my children when i didn't know the answers i said let's all come on get behind me while i figure this out and we'll i'll, I'll get you out of here you know, my kids would rally behind me because I would get them to safety. Vicky would grab a hold of me and we'd work together to solve whatever problems came into our life. And that's another. That's an example of how you follow God. You get behind him yes. and let him solve the things in your mm -hmm. life. And so that to me, I mean, I, I might be going on too long, but nonetheless, that to me is what it means to father and mother in, in non-biological fathering and mothering is that you try to give some direction that gets them going in the right, all the people who had no dad, bad dads, or just can't get God being father. 
Mm-hmm. And, and it's Jesus and it's the Holy Spirit being father to you. And they're going to correct you. They're going to discipline you. He disciplines everyone he loves. And, and really, if he doesn't discipline you, he doesn't love you. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't reward you, bless you, and give good things to you, I would question whether you are seeing him as a father. The biggest issue that's always asked of me is, will you be my spiritual father? It's like, there's only one answer. I already am. The charge is to you to be my spiritual son Hmm. or daughter. And so it's really between your ears, you have to take and you have to adjust your thinking to make me your father. And it's interesting. The ones that do succeed very well. They, They get what I've got. They get what I have for them, they and, they, and they benefit from it. They inherit it. And then, then they're able to use it. You'll see the pastors around here. How many? You'll find that the pastors around here, some are really able to use it and do it. They, they are now fathers of their own and mothers mm-hmm. of their own, you know, uh, of, of many disciples. But there's others that really struggle with it, and it's because they, they're just behind the eight ball. They're, they're just further off. They, they did not have the good example like mm-hmm. some of us did. And... So it's going to take a little longer, and we're just going to be patient with them. But they, too, will become their children to become adults, their, their sons and daughters to become parents. Yeah. And that's what you see around here is, is really people grow into parenthood who submitted to fathering and mothering of Vicki and I. That's good. Yeah. Anything you want to add? No, that's, that was uh, pretty comprehensive. Yeah, I'm thinking about how, how it looks like. So I'm thinking of that that example of having a father in heaven or having your earthly father and that's how you kind of project well this is kind of what god's like and and you were saying you you've got it more right than wrong yeah and then there's other people that get it like they they have just this they think god is going to be like their father um and so everybody kind of has this different starting place Mm -hmm. right i think i probably had a really similar starting place uh as you did i remember you know like Dad comes home, he had a, a diesel Mercedes at one time, a really old project car, and it just, you could hear it from, from like blocks away. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, Dad's coming home. And so you get your, your pitching, or your uh, baseball glove, and you're like waiting outside already for him, right? right? I didn't even let him get in the house. Yeah. And then, uh, then there's other times where it's like, oh boy. uh-oh, here, oh here boy. he comes, right? Oh boy. And uh, I remember mm-hmm. I went to a baseball game and I sort of slouched in during the national anthem and I, I sort of did the half sit, you know, on the, the bleacher chair. And that's the only time he ever hit me up behind the head. Like you stand up and you stand up for the national anthem. And that's right. It was it was so awkward for about two minutes because I'm like, well, that's never happened before. Right. But I think of that every time the national anthem comes on. And now my kids, they're American and Canadian. They're so excited about both national That's anthems, amazing. right? <laughs> they're so cute. It's the Canada song. It's the America song. Aww. Or as they say, Mecca. Mecca. The Mecca song. Mecca. So I wanted to ask you, Vicki, what does it look like for most people in Christianity Day when, they, when you say, okay, your father in heaven, and they're, they're thinking of how, how do they relate to God? They can't. It's really difficult for the most – for this, this – generation i believe i think our generation being in the 50s and 60s uh what do we call the baby boomers there was just so many more fathers in the home and you know um there's so many less fathers in the home now um that there's i deal with the i deal with the um the brokenness of of no fathers in the mm-hmm. homes with uh, prayer ministry and stuff and it's very difficult to 
really what Steve said. It's very difficult. If I don't have a father who loved me, and if I, in fact, I had a father who didn't love me or hated me or was mm-hmm. absent or a drug addict or, you know, take your take your um, coin of plenty. You know, there's so many places where fathers have let us down now. Um, it's very difficult for them to come to father's house or anywhere else and say, I'm going to follow Steve as my father because you are ill-equipped. Because the truth is, is if your father doesn't love you, it's very difficult to have trust that a stranger would love you. Mm -hmm. So it's really difficult. Or a God you can't see. Correct. And so it's really difficult. So then you you have all kinds of different perceptions of who God the Father is. And like Steve, Steve alluded to that is that you have all these ideas of what God the Father is. Um, and you really, really, we do put all the um, human attributes on God the Father, whatever we saw. And the fathering is such an important thing in the world, and it's so lacking. And that's what Satan has gone after since, for the last 40 years, since yeah. 1970s especially. Yeah. You know, you don't, you know, I'm a woman, you don't have to have men, you could do it by yourself. Missing the opportunity of the both, both mother and father. Yeah. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. You can get there. I mean, some other people took 12 years to to get to a place where they really trusted Steve, mm-hmm. you know. And then, and then if like if there's a um, not a disagreement, they don't agree with Steve, they go right back to distrust yeah. because they have to protect themselves. So there was no one, no one in their life that protected them like a father does. Fathers are, and I think I've talked about it before. Fathers are so essential mm-hmm. to understanding the equal sign of God the Father. Yep. You know, so um, it's very. Di- the answer is very difficult. You can get there. You got to find someone with good fruit, and, and you don't always have to agree with them. It, but you don't have to tell them you don't, don't you don't agree with them all the time. <laughs> but um, yeah. it, you really need to find someone that's follow, that looks like somebody who's a good father. And look at their kids. Are they happy? You know, are they, you know, look at the people in their congregation. Are they doing well? You know, and just say, you know, I want to learn to be a child. I want to learn to know what a, um, a father is. Yeah. Does all that with make the, sense? All with the point of God the learning father. how to have a relationship God with father. God as your father. Yeah. Right. right. I, when I close my eyes, you know, when I close my eyes and, and worship, I don't see God the father. And I don't know if it's because my father left, you know, when I was uh, 14. I see Jesus. I have a hard time picturing God the Father. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't feel like I have that kind of incredibly intimate relationship with God the Father. I have way more intimate relationship, and I'm just being honest with Jesus and Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's inner healing, if it's if it's normal. But you know, I talk to God the Father. I love God the Father. But when I worship, it's it, I worship at the feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's a father issue. But I don't honestly close my eyes and see the Father. Do you? No, I think that that's nor- that's the way it's supposed to be. Is it really? You think yeah. so? Because I think that we have this wrong idea that Jesus isn't our Father. Ah. Jesus is our Father. I think that's what I think. Um, it's uh, Jesus. Came, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and all the prophecies are for Him to be with us forever, for Him to live in us, make His home in us. And so the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is not three separate beings. It's one being so with expressions of that being. So the Father. And, and God, Jehovah, they go back to all of man's history, creation in the garden. But Jesus actually happened on a given day. We, we celebrate it December 25th, but on a given day in Israel, Jesus the Christ became into being on planet Earth and then became um, forever, ever onward, as long as man lives, Jesus is the only name under heaven by which man can be saved. It's us under the new covenant. He brought us a new covenant, which means that us Gentiles can have a father in heaven. That's good. 
He's telling the Jews, you don't have a father in heaven because, like I said before, he is your father, but you don't treat him like a father. Mm -hmm. It's the charges to you to make him your father. Trust in him. Follow him. Hey, listen to his words. Obey his commands. You don't want to meet him as a disciplinarian. You want to meet him yeah. as the father who does good things for his but, children, mm -hmm. the one that plays with his children. Mm -hmm. I waited every day for my dad to come shoot baskets with me or, or, or watch me how good I'd become as a pitcher, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And he built me pools and basketball courts. And, he, you know, he'd come home, boats. We'd go, ski, you know, to the lake all the time. Anyway, I'd wait for my, play, my playful dad to come home. So I'd want to make sure I mowed the lawn when he told me to or yeah. do what he told me to do so that he'd play with me, not – punishment mm -hmm. yeah. no, it was very very to one or blessing to the other not so much <laughs> yeah and um, so i think the to worship at jesus's feet is to worship our father huh. to believe yeah. that when i pray in jesus he says ask the father anything in my name and i think that it's okay to, to believe that god is a father expressed through the holy spirit i don't know how you see the holy spirit mm -hmm. how do you see the father since no man has ever seen them yeah um only thing we've seen on earth Jesus. is a human form hanging on a cross mm -hmm. or walking the earth looking a certain way. Yeah. And so we have this vision in our head. Was it Thomas that says, show us the Father then? And, and he uh, says, was it Thomas? Philip. Philip? And they yeah. Seem you've seen the Father? If you see, like, and, do you not know Philip, me? Uh, yeah. Right? But here's the answer. Do you not know me? Yeah, you've seen me. You've seen the Father. That's why I think it's important to believe that it's okay when we go to worship. And I, I honestly, I see Jesus all the time. If I close my, well, if I see, you know, one of my prayer points on the clock where it causes me to pray, I pray, I pray to the Father, uh, but I see Jesus in my mind. Mm -hmm. See, that's so good because I, I think the people probably struggle with it like I have. That's a great answer is that. All those things that you just cited regarding yeah. the Father and Jesus are one. And, and because I, I, in some circles, I feel less than because I, I don't see God the Father. Yeah. I don't, and I, and I, that just gives me so much freedom to think I see Jesus because, and Jesus and God obviously are one. Mm -hmm. And um, no one's seen the Father, you know, but mm -hmm. you've seen Jesus. And so I think that really is, um, mm -hmm. that sets me free. Yeah, and I ask for things all the time and I don't get them. But I asked my dad for things, too, and didn't get them. Yeah. You know, no, no, I can't afford that, or I don't want you to have you that, or wrong. you're not getting that. Selfish. Or, you know, that'd be bad for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I ask God for things all the time, and I ask the Father for things all the time. But what, when he says, how much more will the Father give good things to his children, I've been forgiven. He gave me forgiveness. What are good things? I didn't deserve it. He gave me a filled, be, the ability to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He gave me these gifts and talents that, honestly, I, I just, people I'm just shocked that I got to like have the ability to speak, the ability to understand all the things that I have that I, I don't take for granted. I don't think everybody has them. Mm -hmm. um, Even how good looking you are. Yeah. Just you my, take that for granted. Incredible looks. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Old man. No, you're cute. Yeah, any, oh, thank you, honey. But, nice looking but guy. we digress. Okay. Sorry. So um, <laughs> what was I saying? Yeah, all the good uh, gifts. All the good gifts that I've received in my yeah, life you beyond your imagination. I mean, you just take story after story where I've seen his hand in my life. Um, I, I, I have a picture of my dad on my dresser and I do stop and it, and I stop all the time. Like, Oh, I miss you so much. Um, and I think about God in parallel where I can look at God in my life and see all the points in my life where he touched me, where he moved me, where his, he shuffled me, even, even before I served him, where he, it feels like he saved my life, like an unseen hand lifted me out of the river's undertow, mm. that kind of thing, mm. where I, I have those knowledges from my childhood, right? 
but I also were my dad. Grabbed my hand and pulled me out of danger. Get your hand out of there. That'll cut your hand off. You know, don't put your yeah. hand near that. You know, the, either the lawnmower blade or the <laughs> boat motor spinning, you know, mm-hmm. or the car, the car radiator, you know. Fan. Fan blade. Just the things he kept me from danger and, and shuffled me over here and shuffled me over there. And when bad things were going on, he stepped between me and it and said, no, no, you're not doing that to my son. Mm-hmm. You know, and he protected me. And I can see the parallel of it all, whereas my friends here and so many people I know, they have no chance at that parallel. They didn't yeah. have all that. He, they, so I, I had a nine guys at my table the other day on a, on a day, and we were making them lunch. And Vicky just asked about their fathering, and it was shocking. Um, more than half of them had dads in the home their whole life. And they just said, yeah, he was there, but he just was non-existent. Mm-hmm. One guy said, I never had a conversation with my dad my whole life. Wow. About anything. No conversation. I'm like, and he was in the home your whole life? Yeah, it was shocking. Well, I had lots of conversations. He, he, yeah. Some my good, dad, some bad. Yeah, my dad thought I was dumb, you know, because I had my ideas were dumb, and he'd, he'd let me know that's dumb. Oh, <laughs> this is the truth. Yeah. This is the way he's, and, and I'm telling you, I'm formed by those conversations. You learn to speak, speak like uh-huh. him, learn to act yeah. like him. He and, made me communicate. Hey, that man talked to you. You answer him. Yeah. Respect. I remember one thing that's still to this day. Uh, you walk through cars, a parking cars. lot and car and you watch all these people just walk in front of cars everywhere on Wa- streets just walk everywhere. down the middle of the yeah the they walk down like the middle of the, my mm-hmm. dad when i was a kid i started i had the right of way it's a it's a crosswalk and so i start walking out in the crosswalk because we're all taught you have the right of way my dad grabs me by the back of the shirt pulls me back looks at me you're gonna make that man stop two thousand pounds you got this two thousand pound car you're gonna make him stop it so that you can walk across when you want to mm-hmm. When you just have to stand here and let him go by and then go, I mean, have you no courtesy towards anyone else? And I was like, oh, I felt like such an idiot. And I was like, oh, I didn't know. What's oh, so interesting yeah. is you it? never make cars. You, you get yeah. out of their way. What's so interesting is back, we had no social media back back in the 60s. And we have the same stories. And I was mm-hmm. raised outside Chicago. He was, But they use the exact same lines. Yeah. For this, like that, yeah. you, you don't make people stop. It's yeah. two thousand pounds of, of, of steel. You're gonna make yeah. them stop. You'd be considerate yeah. of others. And it's like, so it's, it's so funny as I hear his stories throughout the years. I had the same. Uh, my my relatives told me the same thing. My mom and dad told me the same thing. It's that we just don't have that anymore. Oh yeah, they made us. Fathering. They made us let women go first. Like yep. you're a bunch of people coming to a doorway. Us yep. men and us guys had to step back, and that even the little girls. Some girl we thought had cooties, you know, we, we had to stop and let her go first. Mm-hmm. We had to carry her chair for her, those kind of things. You'd right? get up and you'd get Open up on the, the subway. Get up and let girls sit down, even if we didn't like Take them. your hat off. You know, oh, never wear a hat indoors mm-hmm. ever in our whole life. Uh-oh. Things like that that even we if were you're taught. Bald? You know, oh, yeah, <laughs> even we if you're were, on the radio. It was so disrespectful to you're wear a so hat indoors. so disrespectful. But our dads taught us those things. And absolutely. You stand for the national anthem, your yeah, Pledge of Allegiance. Like your story. Yeah. You, and so. But teachers I, are I feel right. for the guys that don't, and so here I am. I'm surrounded by a good hundred, we'll call it a hundred people in the core group group of the community here. Not not you, you add the church community, which a whole bunch of those are just joining in every day yeah. to the you know, 150 people looking to me to teach them how we should then live. Mm. Us. And yeah. we have to be very careful vigilant what we do. And how we step because they are watching us and we have told them, yes, we'll be a spiritual father to any Mm -hmm. who want to be taught how a Christian lives. And it's, it's a huge responsibility. And what I say to you and to Luke sitting over there is follow me as I follow Christ. 
let me father you so that you too can father others other mm -hmm. than your biological children. But now that you've got three biological children, probably sitting there thinking, what if I screw these kids up? Now the stakes are pretty high. You love these girls like your your the the blood in your veins, the breath in your lungs. I mean, you would never want to harm them. Right. But you could be just a dummy and harm them. Trying not to, you can harm them. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, help me, Lord, help me, yeah. I, help me. I don't want to hurt them. So we've so we've raised our children and we hurt them some, and we but we did good overall. We've got a solid A minus, I think. <laughs> and uh, sometimes a C plus. No, that, that's their opinion. Ours is <laughs> a ours is a minus. D minus. I really that's think. I out. honestly think it's an A plus, but then they yeah, might be we've, we've dumbed it down yeah. to A minus because yeah, they're like goofballs. Down for their sake to allow some. They don't listen to this, so we're fine. Yeah. So good. yeah, but most of them don't listen, but they might. This might be the one they listen to. Anyway, we did good, and so now we're, we're parenting other people who want to parent their own biological children well because you want them to go to heaven. You want them to know Jesus Christ. That's you want right. them to be blessed by the Holy Spirit active in their lives, right. you know, and you want to be that example, and that's exactly the example you learn to be a pastor, to mm -hmm. be a mentor, to be a leader. leader. Mm -hmm. Yes, what I do matters. How I, you know, people will do well if I do well, if I teach them right. And there's a lot of attributes to father that people just decide. Like, oh, one lady says, he's never, he's Man. never harsh. He's never hard. I'm like, have you just read the Bible? He is absolutely harsh. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus says, I mean, looks at these guys and said, how long must I put up with you? Yeah. You idiots. Uh, really, he didn't say idiot, <laughs> but know. it's how long must I put up with you? You brood of vipers. You call yeah. them brood of vipers. They're yeah. religious. He tells, he tells Peter, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, whoa. Yes, and, Father. And then God the Father in the, yeah. old, in the old Testament just smites a whole community. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> cup, just, your cup of your iniquity is full. <laughs> like, whoa. Man. Let's start dumping the That's cups. That's the tires coming down the driveway when you didn't mow the lawn. <laughs> yeah, it's it. like I hear I hear it turning in, man. Ooh, you know you're gonna get the you're yeah. gonna get that. The strength so, of authority has arrived on the on the on the campus. That's yeah. what my father was, and and when he came home and jumped out of the car and just jumped into the basketball game, you know, it was or the volleyball game. All the, I mean, half the pictures of my childhood is him playing with us. Mm -hmm on the side yard with the neighborhood would come because my dad would jump out and do that. But boy, you cross, you cross the line and everybody goes home and he's dealing with it. He didn't yeah. shirk his duty. So I wanted to ask, is there a distinction between claiming God as, or claiming to be a son or a daughter of God and claiming God as your father? Like, is there, is there a distinction? Cause I, I hear you say sometimes, you know, yeah. there's a lot of people that go around and say, well, I'm a, I'm a blood bought son of God. Yeah. I, I refuse to say I'm a child of God, or God. I'm a son to God. I really believe my my role as a human being on planet Earth who believes in Jesus Christ is to call Him my Father in heaven. It is His job to decide if I am His son. Oh, that's good. Hmm. In in the in the epistles it says He is He uh, I know to, to any who believes He gives the power to become the sons and daughters of God or the yeah. children of God. And so to me, it's becoming His son. And it, it really depends on how well you've made him your, fa his fa your father, right? Um, I think he takes disciples and calls them. He says, I no longer call you friend. servants. I call you friend. Mm -hmm. And I think that you go from a servant to a friend to a son. Okay. And I think that it's not my job to decide that I'm a son. 
And I think that that's a mistake to do that. That's like being prepaid. I've always said I don't want to be prepaid. I said a lot about a lot of subjects. I don't want to be prepaid for a job. You hire me to build your fence, don't prepay me. I need the pressure of getting the fence done, so you mm. pay me. Yeah. Um, and being a son, I don't want to be prepaid. If I'm not a son who can ask anything in his name, then I don't want to call myself that. It's up to him to say, I no longer call you my bondservant. I, I no longer call you my friend. I call you my son. Enter into the rest of your father who art mm -hmm. in heaven, right? So your job is to, to act the part as, as well as you can or to make him my father as well as I can. Okay. Treat him the way I would have my father and then find out the differences between my earthly father and him, mm -hmm. how he wants to be treated. I think one of the funniest ones is that people don't just sit and don't worship him. They don't worship him. And I'm like, one thing's clear from Genesis to Revelation in all it. forms of visions of God in heaven or on earth. He wants to be praised and worshiped. He wants to be appreciated for what he's done, and he likes it. Mm -hmm. So therefore, since I know that about him, I want to worship him. Mm. I don't want to just talk about him. I don't want to talk about what he'll do for me or how bless me, bless me, bless me. I want to talk about who he is and how much I like who he is because that's what he seems to like. Mm -hmm. That's what he says he likes. That's what blesses him. I am blessed by the praises of my people. Mm. So I think I answered that question. Did I get off? No, that was good. Sounds okay. right. Good. Um, I heard you once give an illustration about how there's a there's a time and a place. There's a different like maturing process as you as you are relating to God and making Him your Father. And there's there's the times for my kids that they relate to me a lot of times for they look to me for provision and protection, right? right? So they basically you said there's time to climb up in God's lap and be protected and nurtured and and provided for. Mm -hmm. But then as you as you grow older, um, he and as you're treating him like a father, he actually brings you into the family business yeah. and you become like an heir that you kind of stand up like with you become your, his spokesman. Yeah. You right? become his hand, his, you become voice, his feet, yeah. his mm -hmm. voice. And Almost I think that, like an heir. Right? Do you want to answer before I go? No, I just think I think it's 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 that's so good. The the, the how we grow up is is the parallel to your children is such a great illustration, because you know our kids live independently. Are they do they look like us? Yeah. Do they do they believe like we do? Yeah. Do they speak like we do? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And but they're and they're still kind of you know they're under their husband's protections, but it's like but we're still there. We're still we still cover them and. Uh, if that's such a great illustration that we're about the father's business yeah. but for a while you need to be protected provided for mm -hmm. you know you you need to know who he is and, and his different his different um even his temperament you know yeah. i think our kids pretty much know their father's temperament now and there's that in the in-between stage between being protected and provided for and being like walking in his authority mm -hmm. like his flag bearer there's that in-between mm -hmm. stage where you actually Called get te taught. teenagers you so, you kind of get have to be taught how to how to do yeah, that and how to be like it, tough it, love and correction. You have to right? grow and, and grow up in his discipline and in That's his right. love. And I think that a real misnomer is you're a baby Christian and then you're an adult Christian, and that's not true. Not true. Mm -hmm. When you're a baby Christian, you are not an adult Christian, and you are not given the family business, and you shouldn't be speaking up for the Lord. You shouldn't be his mouthpiece, and you. You should be a baby who why who cries and rolls over and his needs are met. Mm -hmm. And all of us can see that when you're a baby Christian, I mean, baby Christians that are on fire, they get everything. 
they they get their diapers changed. They get they get to poop on their self constantly. They get to they get uh, food shoved in their mouth. Yeah, I mean they are force fed. It seems like they're they they're just toasting, right? They, they yeah. went and they get taken care of. But as you go, and it's it's way quicker than human growth. But let's say you get to the next stage and the next stage and the next stage and whatever you want to call them. Stop at adolescence. Mm -hmm. You don't stop being the baby. You just get to be the adolescent as well. You still have to have that point in your life where you still cry out to God and he takes care That's of good. you. He cleans up your messes. That's really good. He still feeds you like a baby. But he also treats you like an adolescent. Mm -hmm. Then you become a teenager. And you don't stop being an adolescent and a baby. You're now a baby, an adolescent, and a teenager. And you have all of it. You just, you're, you're at, so in human life, we quit being a baby. No one's going no to be patient with you pooping your diaper at, at your age. No one's going to be patient with you not knowing your, your reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah. You, you see, we stop being those things. We leave it. And, and the human growth and the spiritual growth is a little different in that I have to go out there and be his mouthpiece in front of a crowd, and I'm responsible for what I say and what I teach. Right now on this radio, on this, on this microphone, I'm responsible for how I represent him. But as a baby Christian, I wasn't. Mm -hmm. But it's still just as necessary when I'm done speaking and I get insecure and the fire is coming and the wind is blowing and the, and, and, and the, the situation around us is so sketchy with yeah. riots and, and racism and, and crazy, everything's in turmoil. Yeah. That I go back to my father like a baby and crawl up in his arms like mm -hmm. a baby and I'm still able to do that. We have to never lose Innocence. being a baby. I recently talked about my vulnerability and I think you said on one podcast and several people in the church said, I've never heard a pastor be admit that he doesn't know or mm -hmm. admit. Well, oh, I was saying about how I pray, heal my wrong thinking. Yeah. I had several people from the con crowd in the congregation come to me and say, I've never heard a, pa a pastor admit that he doesn't know it, Wow. that he needs to be corrected and that he needs to he needs learning. Yeah. He's he, that he wants his teaching to constantly be improving. And it's that that's why, because I'm a baby. Mm. I'm an adolescent. It's really good. I'm a teenager. Mm -hmm. I'm a young adult. I'm a mature adult. I'm a father raising children in the Christian world. And now Grandpa. I'm an elder statesman. Yeah. I'm an elder spokesman. And I am all of those things at once. And I don't lose my ability to turn around, Childlike. jump in my father's arms and depend on him like my grandchildren depend on their dads. Like my babies used to depend on us. Mm -hmm. they, we had to feed them or they die. Yep. We don't have to feed them anymore. We make dinner and never think, what are they eating? They're at their house eating yeah. because they've grown up. But that's humans. That's human life. Christian life, we still, we still have to feed the babies. Mm -hmm. we, have to, we have to be babies that are fed, adolescents that are taught, teenagers that are rebuked, corrected, channeled, taught, yeah. told the expectation of your life is that you become something, mm -hmm. that you become mature. You, you can't stay a teenager your whole life. We, all of those things, all of those stages in Christianity have to still be alive in me. I still have to be in I have to have to be dependent. I have to be under his authority. I have to be Guidance. under his wing. I have to follow the rules the way I used to have to follow the school rules or mm -hmm. the, you know, I have to, I have dependence on him. And then I have independence and you have to have them all. And that's yeah. the, I think that's the misnomer we do with fathering is I'm, I've arrived as a son. Well, 
Okay, parts of me have arrived of the sun, and also parts of me are still a baby that mm. needs to be adopted. I mean, it's, yeah. it's crazy. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still floundering as like a baby flounders in its crib. Mm -hmm. But I'm also very confident in his using me. So I'll, I'll have Sundays where I'm just like, I'm not getting enough here, and I just get one idea, and I get up there and say, okay, I have one idea, and I'm just gonna let you speak through me. And man, those are usually the best sermons I do, where he expounds upon the one idea he gave me, and it's like, well, you don't do, you don't trust babies with that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, and it's it's revelatory, it's amazing, and I, I'm just shocked. I walk away shocked all the time. I feel like a baby who's treated as an adult, and an adult who's treated like a baby. Well, it's funny because you go back and listen to yourself on podcast. You go back to listen to yourself um, on YouTube from yep. sermons. You're like, wow, I said that. That's mm -hmm. pretty cool. You and Vicky and I are saying. always looking at you like, wow, that's profound. You didn't even know we were talking about this today, right? Yeah. 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 So that's just pretty cool. Just what he said is profound. I mean, I, just that, 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 you know, I, again, I, I, Revelation is like the, we should con continue to look at him like we're a baby, even though we're grandparents in the faith. Dependent on the dependency of a baby. A yeah. baby. And just he's father. He provides for us. And you get everything you, you need from him. And I think the some of the arrogance in the Christian church is that we don't need that anymore because mm -hmm. I've been a Christian 41 years right. or 45 years. And that, that is so good. It's just like I was listening to you. It was, it was like that, that, that'll, that'll ride. That'll sell. Yeah, absolutely. My yeah. third grade education didn't third allow me to grade. pay the rent. You know? Your father yeah. was wrong when he said you were dumb. Yeah. My yeah. third grade education didn't <laughs> allow me to pay the rent or, or have the car or drive the car. Yeah. You know, I had to, I had to keep growing. And today we, we just stopped growing. We, we, we decided I've arrived. Yeah, there's, we arrived. Yeah. And I you both, I like both a, that, have to, I need to be treated as a third grader and a college graduate at the same time. I need to understand that God is my father and time so is linear God. for him. To him, I'm still a baby, still a toddler, still an adolescent, wow. and I have arrived wow. at Elder Statesman. And he pushes me forward. Here, you're running the business today. Mm -hmm. And when I'm done, I'm like, man, I feel so insecure. Can I just lay in your crib? Can, I, can you just hold me and rock me to sleep? And, 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 that's the, and that also goes with the illustration of running the race. Yeah. You, just, you just, in our life, that's a great illustration is that you just keep going and you run the race and you get the, you get the, the, the trophy when you, when you finally finish the race. And we, none of us have finished the Nobody race. Nobody gets the prize who does not run the yeah. race to yeah. the finish line. And that's why he says, you overcome, you persevere, yeah. you endure, it's good. and you'll be rewarded. Hmm. You'll see the reward that was prepared for the finishers. Wow. I kind of want to just keep going. We're uh, we're going a little bit long, but wow. we may have to wrap us up. But that's yep. that's something maybe we'll have to revisit because that that's really good. We're gonna I have to make our team um, download this one too, right? Yeah, we'll just yeah. make sure that'll make be sure. the new homework yeah, assignment. Homework. So thank you guys so much. That was uh, like we started off saying, "Hey, this is something that Steve and Vicky don't know what we're talking about today," and mm -hmm. that's just another example. So uh, surprise us. Surprise. Yeah, you, Maybe you next kinda, time I won't tell you. Ambushed you us this one. No, yeah, right. I think yeah, Steve it's, it's it's just incredible to see the um you know, I'm following him. I followed I followed him for forty one years and you know, kinda like holding on to his, his um coattails, you know, as we go through life and stuff. I don't and, know about that. Well, yeah, but I mean, that, I'm She's saying pretty, that for the audience. You preached a pretty I'm, great sermon last night. Thank so. you. I'm saying that for the audience, just so yeah. you know, like Christian. Mm -hmm. Christian Makes me wife. feel better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I did that. I'm just kind of shook to my core with with that. That was really good. Mm. Well done, honey. Amen. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll get more information on our new uh, syndication oh, so going exciting. out as, as Man, that happens. Be exciting. Look forward to October 6th, the uh, first Tuesday in uh, October, and. Um, 
and there's yeah always reasons to get connected with the uncommon truth i got my email there if you've got any questions for us and uh, and otherwise just keep listening sharing sharing the podcast with friends Thank you. You, you got the link down there in the show notes and uh and leave us a rating and review if you got time let us know what you think we love you listeners thanks so much for listening and we'll talk to you, you next all. week on the uncommon truth bye bye